0: Aloha, <laughs> ladies. You guys can't see it, but I'm doing a dance that Hawaiian ladies do on the She's TV. She's
1: hulaing. <gasps>
0: <gasps> Coming to you from the beautiful island of Maui this week. Okay, you're in Maui. My sister was like, where's Lucy? And I'm like, you know what? I I got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> She's on that. speakers like, island. You never listen to a thing I say that's okay no though. because there's so many islands and i thought there would only be like one of the hotel that you're staying at but there's like loads of them so so i was like oh you know they're at that place and and she was like yeah there's one of those like on every island i was like oh okay yeah, well then girl, i don't know where they are you need to get out more girl <laughs> uh yeah that's a fucking honest statement <laughs> <laughs> we know this everyone knows this at this point well i miss you it's so good to see your face Nice to see you too. You look so tanned and lovely. Yeah, pretty sunburned. Pretty sunburned. It's nice to see you looking like that because usually you don't I'm really tasty. go outside. <laughs> yeah, you a bit of a house cat. So it's nice to see that you've been roaming free and wild. I have been. I've been
1: frolicking in the ocean. I've been climbing volcanoes. It's been wild. You texted
0: me yesterday saying, I'm going snorkeling. I'm so scared. I was terrified. And I said... What are you scared of snorkeling? Who's frightened of snorkeling?
1: (laughs) I'll tell you. You're not even,
0: you're on the top of the water. You're floating, like.
1: Listen, I don't need to defend myself on this, okay? (laughs) But let's hear the, you know, the full story from our guest as well, because she's got Details that. uh,
0: So, would you like to introduce our guest, your friend that you're sitting next to? I
2: (laughs) I was wondering if I was gonna get introduced, and so I was just sitting here being like, Should I jump in at some point? Should I just... Maybe she forgot about me. You guys go the whole podcast without introducing me. I just don't say a word. (laughs) We're like, Oh yeah,
0: she's here too.
1: I I didn't know. I am
2: honored to introduce our guest this week.
1: Oh my goodness, this girl is. An incredible woman. You all might know her as Michaela Stone on Manifest, which has been the number one streamed show in the U.S. for months and is returning on Netflix for its fourth season. Miss Melissa Roxburgh!
0: Welcome to the show, Melissa. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. You said that you didn't sleep good, so you might say some weird things and I said that we're in the right place. We had a
1: crazy night. Let me tell you. Well, oh my
0: God, tell us about it. I can't. <laughs> crazy for
2: icons. <laughs> crazy for Hawaii. <laughs> crazy for what we've been doing. Because <laughs> put it in normal context and that's just a night out. Crazy, it's just crazy <laughs> for a couple of grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lucy, guys, there's no story. We went to dinner. That's all that
0: <laughs>
1: happened. <laughs> hey, 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 we went to the beach after. We did Excuse go to me. The beach.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's true. Did you guys just go like, go to the beach and have some cocktails and frolic in the water at night? Like we did that in the sunset yesterday, mm-hmm. and we
1: got carried oh. away, and we had like oh. an eight, magic hour, eight hour photo time.
2: shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. It paid off. Enjoying Maui, right? Doing taking selfies, great. Just doing photos. That's what we want everyone to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Went to Maui for some spiritual experiences and just you know Instagram. No, I'm I'm downplaying. Instagram,
0: or it. Right, it didn't happen. Your picture is great. Your <laughs> yeah. picture is great. We Lucy. we it have worth it. we have had a
1: very spiritual time. It's a beautiful energy here. It's very healing and grounding. The air
2: is. Oh, it's silky, thick, thick with magic. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say it was light, like it's nice and like airy. It is airy. Yeah, I feel very airy with magic, aired out. <laughs> oh my god, what am I? I saying? I like
0: that was very that was very poetic, Melissa. You went, oh, it's silky. <laughs> but it is so. Uh, we
2: were driving in the car, and our friend had a convertible, so there was just wind, and you put your hand out the side, and I don't know about rich, you, mm-hmm? rich, rich, yes, oh yes. Yes. And rich. yeah, friend rich. Um, Our friend with the convertible. <laughs> we have a friend with a convertible. Um, you put your hand out the side. And I feel like in other cities, it kind of feels like there's more pressure against your hand when you're doing that. But here, it just felt like you were putting your hand through water. Ooh. It was so strange. I didn't know you were having
1: that experience yeah. when you yeah. were driving. Yeah. yeah, You were very quiet. Oh, it was beautiful. Oh, it was. Yeah.
0: And yeah, we- the other cities that you're in, that feeling that you're feeling is like smog and pollution.
2: Oh, and- <laughs> dirt (laughs) corruption yeah yeah yeah. that's
0: the cancer that's in the
2: air (laughs) so everyone's happy on maui and that's why it's okay got it it. silky silky air
1: yeah we did the the road to hana took us all day we stopped at Gorgeous waterfalls that I mm. did not go in.
2: Mother.
1: Melissa Why? on the other. But, uh, Are we gonna like swear? By the way, of course. Oh, okay, great.
2: Oh because, my
0: god! Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> you can say anything on it. Okay. I Perfect. don't do
1: water where I can't see the bottom. Sorry. You know, you know, like on
2: those travel blogs, that beautiful lagoon. Yeah. With the waterfall coming down, and there's the person mm. just you know, in the, in the waterfall. Yeah, it was you. I want to go there. Lucy went there and didn't do it. Who does that? Hey.
1: She was such a badass. We stopped at this, (laughs) we stopped at this one waterfall because I wanted to get to Hana because I was starving. And she's like, there's another waterfall. Can we pull over? It was the most beautiful one. We get in there. It it was huge. (laughs) I did. I saw it from far away. You could see it. It was like It was enormous, but you had to hike to get in there. And then there came a point where you had to climb up this tree that had fallen really high. And that was the way through. (laughs) And I was like, okay, this is where I stop. I'm, I'm, I'm good. And then she, instead of going up the tree, wades through this river To get to the other side and just keeps going. and Then you had to climb a (laughs) rope up the side of a cliff. Mm -hmm. And then I lost her. She was just gone in the jungle. And I said to our friend Rich, how long do we wait before we call, like, go get help? Because I don't know what's (laughs) going on in there. It was jungle. And then, like... 15 minutes later, I see this little blondie just creeping through the jungle and shimmying back down the the rope and just wading through the river. I was so impressed. But that's because you are from the mountains of Canada.
2: Mountain goats, yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. When you grow up in Vancouver, you get forced to hike. Um, There's actually something called the Gross Grind, which is mm, four kilometers up the side of a mountain. That might be wrong. I think I just made that up. I don't know what a kilometer is. Ah, frick. (laughs) (laughs) I can't do the conversion.
0: (laughs) I literally, like, I couldn't even tell you how big, like, the average mountain is. I really don't know. (laughs) I don't know how big they are.
2: (laughs) Someone's listening to this being like, they're way off. It's not four kilometers, and wow. Yeah, we should fact (laughs) check that. Anyways. Um, I'll do that. But, uh, it's basically (laughs) just stairs up the side of the mountain and it usually takes people an hour and a half, but it's just, oh, this is what I was, my point was the hockey team in Canada, their, um, training test is to see how fast it can go. Like it's a hard, it's a hard, a hard hike. And this is where we're starting Mm -hmm. to lose me a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) this is where the sleep's catching up this is where we're on a tangent we're not quite sure how we (laughs) got here
1: so the hockey team goes up this mountain to train and how many times have you done it
2: um oh my parents forced me to do it growing up (laughs) oh my god so now i just it's everything's easy compared to that
1: i was so impressed watching her just dominate that jungle it was so exciting I I feel like I did it I was through you. Very mad that you guys were <laughs>
2: kidding so. me. It was very very beautiful.
0: Okay, you don't need to fact check I'm the fact four checking. kilometer thing. It's Two point yeah, nine. Yeah yeah yeah. No, I want to know now. <laughs> okay,
2: three kilometers. I I overestimated. Okay.
0: No, uh, that's not bad. That's three not four bad. whatever. And that's about
2: one point
1: eight miles. Far. Oh my god.
0: Yeah. No. How how many kilometers is Mount Everest? Could you check that for us? I could. <laughs> Because I, I feel we should know this. Now that we're having this conversation, I'm like, I've got no idea how big a mountain is. I know you Are you planning too. on
2: climbing Mount Everest?
0: I would. Would I fuck? I would never <laughs> climb a mountain. <laughs> you better start
2: training, Annabelle.
0: I would never climb a mountain. I'm not doing a marathon. I don't understand why people do it. Skydiving. Why? Oh, no. Oh what? my God, no. S- you would do that? I've done it. Oh my God, of
1: course you. Oh my God. <laughs>
0: You're so brave. So no, it's- I love a good adventure, <laughs> I love a good adventure and I, will, I would wade through the river with you. I'd climb up the rope. I'd do all of that stuff. But I'm like, there are people frozen who've been there for like 50 years on Mount Everest because they stopped for a nap and then they died and then they're there now. Yeah. Like they mm-hmm. twisted like, that's their how ankle people, and they got left That's behind. how people tell their way up by by like, oh, there's like Bobby with the orange Ooh, hat. That's – There's exact- like, oh, the, yeah. While oh, you're yeah. climbing – It's a thing. It's a rule. I'm just like, like, why would you do that? And they can't bring them down. It's too dangerous. So if you're, if you die up there, like you're up there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's
1: a rule. If yeah. you hurt yourself, they have to leave you behind because if they stop and try to help you, they'll oh, die they. too. So. They'll wow. die.
2: Yeah, wow. Annabelle's right. Why wow. would you do, do this? that? Yeah. I know. Oh, Thank I you. I don't understand. But I mean, like, obviously their brains work differently and it's something that drives them in life. But for me yeah. personally, that just sounds like absolutely not. Um, Mount Everest is 5.46 miles high. Oh, no. <laughs> Mount. Yeah, sorry, height in height? Kilometers. Okay. I I don't know about elevation.
1: Yeah. Wow. So the trip's really not that far up Everest.
0: But it's just like. It's
1: just harrowing. Wow. No, thanks.
0: Anyway, 29,000 so
1: feet, it says. Yeah. We could be totally off, but anyway, that's what Google says. That's high.
2: Oh, that's, that's, pretty, that's, a, that's a pretty big...
1: Yeah. Bed. So, yeah. So, we went snorkeling, which is what I'm proud of because I jumped in the ocean.
2: Nice. Good job.
1: You actually jumped in first and left
2: me when we were supposed to jump together. You just got to jump in. But I was dilly-dallying. And then... Some weird confidence overtook her. Yes. And off she went. I was like, oh. Away from (laughs) you? I was out in a region where there were no other snorkelers. I know. I turn around. I'm like, I need to be there for her. (laughs) She's probably struggling. What the heck? Where is she? (laughs) Under the water, just playing with the fish. Oh, okay. Well. Once once I realized that there weren't any sharks... Yeah, that I could see, but could I kept see. looking down to ch- shark check. You know what's funny? I I was going to bed last night, and we have um, an underwater disposable camera that we took pictures in, and I was like, we didn't see any sharks or anything. I'm so happy. But what if we develop the <laughs> yeah. and then in the back <laughs> of one of the photos is a shark. Like, how? Ah! That would be amazing.
1: <gasps> Annabelle, oh. do you, growing up in England, you didn't there's no snorkeling in england
0: no i mean there probably is places you can snorkel like in cornwall and shit but no snorkeling not a big part of my life um <laughs> may, may surprise you to learn um but i'm i was always like a total water baby so i just really? couldn't get me out the water and i was so unafraid and i would swim out and out and just be out there all day and now I am such a baby. If I'm splashing in the waves, I'll go in. And if something touches my foot, it's like, you know, get me out of it. It's just, it's just tragic. It makes me feel like such a loser. I mean, I go in anyway. I go in anyway. But, you know, when you're a kid, you're not aware of your mortality. Mm.
2: Right.
0: Right. You you know, you're just not, you're not thinking about those things. And then the older you get... You're like, oh yeah, fucking hell! Like a shark really could just snatch me up yeah. <laughs> from
2: this wave. Yeah, <laughs> like, and then you picture it um, in your head, and you go, ah, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. You
0: play out the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, in and your it got to, it got to the point where it was like, even in the pool, even in, in the, the pool. swimming pool. Me too, Annabelle. What? I'm like, I can't. I'm like, is is there a shark in there? Me too. Crazy. I know my imagination goes crazy. I cannot go in a pool. Haven't and, like, you close seen? My eyes. There was this film, I think it was in like the early 2000s, it was called like The Big Blue or something, and there was like a giant killer shark. Yeah, it was and called The the Meg. No, before The Meg. I it was saw called, the Meg There was a movie theory. called like, there was like The Deep Blue or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. It was yes. like a sexy thriller with a shark, and mm-hmm. it was like this fucking psychotic shark. And I think I saw that at a too young age, and then I was like, damn, like these sharks... These sharks are for real and they're not messing around. Oh, yeah. They'll come for you oh, any yeah. place that you oh, are. Yeah. You can be you can be at your kitchen table and that shark yeah. is fucking coming for you. Yeah. So you better watch out. <laughs> I was in the water yesterday
1: looking at all of us because there were like 50 people around us. And I thought, if I were a shark, I would love this. I would know exactly when they were coming. And I'd just come here every day <laughs> and eat. They come here on a
2: schedule, the idiots.
0: <laughs> no. Here's the thing about sharks is they don't really want to eat us. They, don't, they generally don't eat people. They'll take a bite right. and then they go on their merry way. But that's the thing about them. They're not trying to eat us. And I try to remind myself of that when I'm splashing around.
1: Mm. Um, so anyway, enough about
0: our shenanigans here.
1: We've got some no, business sounds beautiful. to it. Yeah, it's been really amazing. We're madly in love. We're just having a wonderful <laughs> couple's couples time here. Yeah,
0: it's been beautiful, honey. It's been lovely. And you're with baby. a few other girls as well. Nope, just us.
2: Um we had yeah we had some friends that have come and gone and we um <laughs> met some friends and he's off to his next adventure soon and yeah he's going to some other island um <laughs> yeah but no it's just lucinai now enjoying
0: quality good couples time yes. together just, just yeah. the just the two of you got yeah. it um
2: <laughs> so
1: Let's um, So we have some business just, to attend to. We have some news and yeah, we have some Let's shimmy
0: feedback. down the docket. Yeah, let's shimmy down the docket. Okay. So as always, l- listeners, we're gonna we've got a guest today, so there's gonna be no from the desk of because who fucking cares when we've got a lovely guest? I to know. Chat to, we have stuff. Melissa
1: Roxburgh here for fuck's sake. I'm sorry. Put everything on hold. We have T V Star. Netflix queen. Netflix
0: queen. (laughs) Melissa (gasps) Woxbo. And we want to know
1: answers to many questions. We
0: want to ask her all kinds of questions. But first, I have a question from a listener for you, Lucy, and a bit of listener feedback. Oh, for me. (gasps) I was so confused. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) For me. Yeah, yeah, specifically for you. Okay. So last week, we talked about when somebody says to you, oh, you look so healthy. Yeah. And... What your internal reaction to that was, and Melissa, my internal reaction is, oh, cool, I look fat.
2: Hmm, interesting.
0: And Lucy's was like, "Fuck you, you <laughs> fucking cunt! Don't fucking tell me about myself. Flip a table." Yeah, if you're so, saying I look
1: healthy, it means
0: I looked bad before, and oh, I don't I, need you to tell me that.
1: Not happy, healthy, healthy, healthy. If someone comes up to healthy,
2: you go, oh, you look really healthy. What's your reaction? Um, a Kind of a mixture of both of yours. It's like, oh, well, one, did I not look healthy <laughs> before? <laughs> and, and two, um, yeah, fuck you. I've got a little extra cushion. <laughs>
0: we'll get out yeah. of here. Yeah. It feels like it's the kind of thing that, like, a vet says to a farmer about his heifer. Like, oh, yeah, she's looking healthy. That's great. And it's like... <laughs> She's All right, for thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's looking, she's ripe. Oh my um, God. But in response to that, we had a question for you, Lucy, which okay. was from Brianna, uh, who agreed with you. Actually, it was for both of us, but mostly it was you. Okay. And it says How do you feel being around people who constantly need compliments about themselves, their kids, their relationship? etc. I personally can't stand to be around people who are fishing for compliments to feel good. It drains me, actually, and it angers me. And then what I do is I feel I want to do the opposite. And she doesn't say it, but I think she just wants to tell them they're a piece of shit. So (laughs) (laughs) how do you feel Ah. when people are fishing for compliments? Being around somebody who needs...
1: Um, like reinforcement and compliments, like validation, that. validation. Yeah. This
0: is for both of you.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Melissa and I were actually just talking about that last night as we were laying under the stars on the beach,
2: looking at the shooting stars and
1: yeah, we were. Um, wow. So you know that comes from insecurity and not being grounded in who you are, and that's hard for me. I, I I'm really hard at placating that way so i usually just don't which makes them not want to be my friend
0: and so i don't think i have a lot of friends that do that because i don't really you don't have a lot of empathy for people who do that maybe or no i've i've because i've never been that kind of girl
1: that's like how does this dress make me look Or, like, do my legs look fat? Because I know what I look like, and I know what I like, so why would I care Mm -hmm. what you think
2: about my dress? Yeah. Uh, That's very strong, and not a lot of people have that.
1: I've also always been like that in, like, relationships. I've never been the girl who's like, what do you think I should do? Or what did he mean when he said this? I just – I know what I think he meant and what – do you know what I mean? Yeah, you know yourself. Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, what I'm not you know, like sir? I'm not like you know, claiming to be. To, of course, I have insecurities like everybody else. Of course, I do. Of course, of course. I just feel like I'm not really a girly girl in that way. Um, but what I would, how I would handle it if a friend did, is oof, I get in trouble though because I sometimes tell the truth. <laughs> I'm
0: like, oh, your legs look that a little you- in that dress. <laughs> Interesting that you identify that as like a feminine trait. I do identify that as a female trait.
1: I think it's a bitchy trait and I think women are more bitchy than men. A man
0: acting bitchy like that is not appealing. But I don't think Don't you think that men do it in a very different way? I feel that men l- seek their compliments, validation and reinforcement in another way that's like equally as draining and insidious. Like it's how? sort of like in Like women, it will be like, oh, you know, how do I look? Or I feel so fat or I'm whatever, whatever. Whereas I feel like men, it's a bit more, in my experience, it tends to be a little bit more like, well, don't you think that, you know, do you think that uh, he's more fit than I am? Or why are you looking at him? Like, what's wrong with me? Or, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, I feel like when men, it presents themselves in that way. Like, well, aren't you happy? I've got like a better job or, you know, What about my new car? You haven't said anything about it. It's more that kind of vibe, I Mm -hmm. feel like, with men. Whereas girls, it's a bit more like pawing and kind of, oh, Mm. you know. Yeah.
2: I feel like, yeah, like the first thing that comes to my mind with that for dudes is like, oh, I got to go to the gym. AKA, do I have to go to the gym? Mm. Tell me if I have to go to the gym. Oh, so they'll like say, oh, pose it as a statement as a and statement. See your response.
1: Yeah, that's what I was trying uh, to put in. Thank you for saying that, Melissa, because that's yes. what I was trying to put into thought about what Annabelle was saying. Yeah, I feel like women pose it as a question, and men like Bate. bait it with a just a mm-hmm. a statement. A statement.
0: What a male trait! I think that's very male to to b- put bait out like that. And I think that's something, it's so funny that you're saying that. Okay, so that is such a male trait. It's like when they do things to make you dump them, they act out. So you will get sick of them and you'll be the one that takes the action in dumping them or, you know, that is bait. That is totally bait. That's a really smart comment. I agree. So that's like actually such a um, spot on way of putting it. I think men do, they leave bait out hmm Yeah. So you grab it and then your fucking hand gets ripped off in the trap. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's an interesting oh, yeah. question
1: from our listener. I, I hope I answered it okay. I, I feel like in a, a pretty cut and dry mood right now. So I could have finessed my answer a little better, I think. No, it's all good.
0: I, I think I feel like when somebody is like pawing for compliments... I'll give them a compliment that I believe to be true because I can see that they maybe need a little boost, but I'm not going to take it much further than that. Mm -hmm. And I especially can't stand it when people complain to me relentlessly about the same things and they fish for validation, reinforcement about the same things, like, oh, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat, I'm fat. Okay, well, then do something about it. Or I hate all my clothes or whatever. I don't like my job. Or, you know, my sister's really annoying me. Did you, you know, did you speak to her? No, okay. That's the shit that I can't stand is when somebody is just like asking the same shit again and again and again. I think somebody coined that term like 10 years ago, an ask hole, Mm -hmm. where they're just like constantly Mm -hmm. asking you, They're not listening, they're just asking. No, they're just asking and not taking action. Like, take action on your shit. I have definitely been guilty of that. I mean,
1: we all have. Yeah.
0: Oh, everyone has. Everybody has. I think we need to watch it. I think
1: when we find ourselves fishing for compliments like that, I think you just, I think it's kind of self-centered. I think it's like having your head up your own ass. And if you were focused outward and on other people, you
2: might not be so hung up on I think it's a learning thing for sure though. I mean like in high school you're figuring yourself out and you're getting your identities from a million different places and so you do ask those questions because you're not sure but I feel like it becomes unattractive when you're a mature, fully functional adult.
0: Constantly looking for feedback rather than making the effort. It's like at a
2: certain age you should kind of know who you are and you should not have to ask people.
0: Yeah. Um, or you should be trying to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: I think you should also have safe, safe space with people who oh, love sure. you to be able to ask. Because like I said, you know, I said it very like direct. No, I, I never do that. But of course I, I have and will again. Yeah. Um,
2: In the lows of life. you In do the need lows of
1: life. Yeah, you do need a, a, safe, a safe place. You know, there are plenty of times I'll turn to Will and go, do you think? you know do you think i'm pretty anymore or something
0: <laughs> and he actually
1: hates it he actually reacts really badly when i do
0: that he like does? oh my what god does he if
1: i fish for a compliment he can't stand it like to him and <gasps> he says this to me he's like it is so unattractive to me when you say like do you love me still or something like that he just hates it and I understand why oh my because
0: god it's scary.
1: I know and then I I just laugh and whatever but it I I I I'm glad he reacts that way because it like reinforces in me not to do that
0: cuz I think it can be a bad habit. Well, you don't want to do it. I think if it's done with a sense of humor, that's one thing. Yeah. If you genuinely yeah. like I get being like oh don't, don't you love me anymore mm-hmm. do you think I look pretty yeah. Like I totally get that but yeah. it's different if you like j- sincerely mean it it just can be very draining if somebody's doing that as on the regular mm-hmm. I like to look at myself in the mirror when I've made an effort with like makeup or a dress and just be like I look stunning that's very
2: well. important <laughs> oh yeah that's we, very important we dressed up last night and it felt good Yeah, yeah and how many yeah. times did I compliment you a lot. And I complimented you. She wore this sexy little pink dress and some oh, jeans. Okay. She walked out. I was <laughs> like, who is this? And her dress was banging. She had this
1: like get up going on with a long jacket over a short dress and heels. It was sexy. So
0: good. So, you guys are having a great couple's holiday. We really are. <laughs> <It's just> really, <gasps> we really are. are really into it. <laughs> At the
1: same time as I think it's. Energy draining to fish for compliments. I'm also
2: very big on giving compliments, but not yeah. false yeah, compliments. Yeah, yeah. Like, they no, that is a great point, Lucia. Yeah, you don't give fake compliments, and I can't stand it. And it comes, I, it, it tries to come out of my mouth, and I just go, Nope, I can't do it. Everything do it. <laughs> you say, I believe fully. And I think, yeah, as an- a result of that, to answer that person's question for myself, how do I respond to that? I, I am a terrible liar. Me too. So, mm-hmm. if I say, cannot answer your fishing of a compliment with genuine, like, "Yes, you look great," or "Yes, this is amazing," yeah. I just won't say anything. I'll be like, "I, I don't know, I don't know," because I
1: can't. Mm-hmm. I can't lie. Thank you. That's what I was trying mm-hmm. to say earlier. You said it much more yep. beautifully than I did. Exactly. Yeah. But
0: yeah. Okay, Brianna, that is the okay. Awesome thank you, listener, your question Brianna from. From the Witches Council. I hope that's been helpful for you. Wonderful. We
1: always love hearing from our listeners. Keep writing in. We will keep answering your questions and
0: and giving shout outs. We love you all. Lucy, are we talking oh. about your entry into the beautiful state of Hawaii?
1: Oh, we- my entry into the beautiful oh state of Hawaii <laughs> was um, very, very
2: uh, interesting.
1: Uh, <laughs> So I, so, hmm. so we flew to Hawaii,
2: and we got here. Well, first of all, you, to enter Hawaii right now, you have to have a negative COVID test or be fully vaccinated. Um, so we flew in because, mm-hmm. you know, Luce is fully vaccinated. That's
1: right. And I checked websites, and I called the hotel. Good to go. Fully vaccinated people welcome. We get to the Come airport. Come on
2: in. <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> Fly
1: on over. <laughs> We get to the airport, five and a half hour flight, and I can't get in. There's a little stupid security desk set up with these very Careful. unofficial. They might not let you back in if you. <laughs> unofficial looking airport staff and they're checking everybody everyone else gets in fine and they go oh, okay your vaccine card wonderful wonderful oh no in the fine 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 print on page 187 I mean it really wasn't that fine to be quite honest shut up <laughs> it was kind of big it was rather large fine print it was on the front page okay shut up it says <laughs> You have to be vaccinated two weeks prior to your trip. uh, And I'd only been vaccinated like three days prior to the trip. So I was turned around, slapped back on an airplane. I had to fly all the way home to L.A. I was on the plane that day for like 12 hours in total. And
0: And they wouldn't. And here's the thing. They wouldn't let you test at the airport, which I don't understand. you sit sit at the airport. They wouldn't let
1: me test. I couldn't test here. Oh Yeah, I couldn't. No, nothing. And so and they yeah it was it was um, it was a terrible day, it really was. But you know what? Keeping perspective, I'm healthy, I'm yeah. alive, I've got my limbs, I'm grateful, I'm fine. It, it we've forgotten it now. Um, but it was misery. It was horrible. It was awful. I couldn't. You believe are
0: it. so. I literally. I was so impressed that you went back. I'm. She would forced me. me. Melissa you came
2: forced back. me. I didn't want to. I, was, I know you didn't. I could tell. I, I would, would have been no.
0: so angry and I would have been so drained at that point that I just would have yeah. been like, fuck you, oh, I'm no. not coming back. I really. was
1: just overwhelmed by thinking about, you know, because they, they don't pay for this. You have to pay for yeah. the flights and everything. And then I had to go back to yeah. LA, get a negative COVID test and flew back the next morning. Um,
0: Thank you. Can you do... And at home, one in L.A., or do you have to go to a doctor? You have to go to a rapid testing site, which which is Hawaii approved. A specific.
1: It was all good. I went home. I cuddled with my cat. I made love to my husband. I did the dishes and I came right back. (laughs) (laughs) Some details
2: um, I didn't need to know.
1: (laughs) So we've forgotten about that now. We've we're in paradise, oh, yeah. just on cloud just nine. Extending
2: and extending and extending. So, and
1: shall it. we treat our listeners to um, hearing about Melissa's journey through her career and her upbringing and her her young life? Shall we go for it, Annabelle?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Okay, I my have- notes. Let me just pull up my notes. Melissa, for anyone who didn't catch it at the beginning, is the star on Manifest on Netflix. Your character is called Michaela Stone. Um, Michaela is a cop, isn't she? She is a detective, yes. A detective. And for anyone who hasn't seen it, I haven't seen it because it's like quite a thriller-esque stressful thing and I'm not <laughs> meant to be watching oh, things like that. at the highly playlist. stressful. So, um, it seems really stressful. So I watched one of those like 25 minute YouTube things where they like summarize everything mm. for you. And I was sitting there watching it and like every two seconds I'd be like, oh, you, no. oh no, not him. <laughs> so I'm not sure. No, I couldn't even get through series one summary. So I'm not oh sure gosh. I can watch the program. Maybe next year I'll give it a watch. Melissa.
1: Mel and I were in New York last winter and she was shooting season three of Manifest and she... <laughs> She said, today I had blood in my eyeballs. That was my day at work. She, yeah. Apparently you were crying. You had to cry in the
2: scene and you were crying blood. Yeah. So for anyone who watches the show and we knows that we have these callings and that was a calling. Um, Sounds terrifying. Yeah. So uh, I was experiencing someone else's blood and I saw
0: blood. Wow. So the premise of the show, right, is that you are on a plane. Yeah. You get separated from your family. Some family take one flight, you take another flight and you're on this plane, you go through some turbulence and then eventually you land, you took off in 2013, you land in 2018. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you probably right? know the number. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. They've been missing for five years and they, did, they had yeah, no idea. They didn't know. So you get off the plane and you get briefed by a federal agent who's like you guys have been gone for five years Mm -hmm. and you're all looking at each other like what the fuck you go home mom's dead lovers have moved on yeah your fiance's dating your best friend or something and like all of this shit's happening Mm -hmm. and basically it's kind of like a lost type it's like a supernatural kind of like thriller thing where you guys have almost been like touched by this gift, and the whole series is like figuring out what the vibe is. Yeah. And you start hearing voices in your heads, yeah. and you all start getting called from all over the world to do certain things. Heroes, was that the show? Oh, where they were like superheroes? Yeah, that was so the, so it reminded me of that a little bit. And it's just like mystery, intrigue, death, and all these kinds of like exciting, like high octane things happen. And you are a main character. She's the hot and babe lead character who just runs she's around the,
1: kicking ass. Crying. She's, Blood coming out of her She's eyeballs. the
0: hot babe. Yeah, lots. Of, there was lots of crying for yeah, you because it seems like you've been, it's like your character cannot catch a fucking break. No, no. That's the story of my life. <laughs> yes I'll just br- brush over that one um, <laughs> for your own good you don't want to get me in an inquiring mood oh but I really will um so anyone <laughs> who hasn't seen it that's the vibe and your show got cancelled but then you came back because you became the most watched show on Netflix at one point so they were like I guess we need to bring it back. That must have been exciting. It was the craziest. I mean, even from day one, it's been the
2: craziest battle for our show. We're like the little the little engine that could. Mm-hmm. Is that the, the thing? Yeah. So Manifest, it, you know, the pilot got picked up, but it was the last pilot to get picked up for NBC because we were a Warner Brothers show. But it still just kind mm-hmm. of felt like we were the scraps at mm. the end. But it wound up being a great first season, um, our numbers were amazing, lots of people watched, and then season two, NBC moved us to midseason. and I mean, these days it means nothing, but you know, 10 years ago... That, back then, in the old days, days <laughs> in the pioneering been, <laughs> days of television, because I've been doing this for so long... <laughs> <laughs> um, it kind of meant you're not, you're not wanted mm-hmm. anymore or not wanted as much. And so we got moved to midseason and we're all like, oh, ow, my little <laughs> ego, mm-hmm. <laughs> that didn't feel good. Um, and then that season did all right. And then COVID hit. And I think, I mean, maybe our numbers were fine, but COVID helped us come back because they needed content because mm-hmm. nothing was being made. So that rounded our three seasons, but every year we just felt kind of like we're getting more and more shafted Mm. Mm -hmm. until finally we got canceled. And, you know, for whatever NBC's reasons on that were um, money, politics, I don't know, but um, we were not supposed to go to Netflix. We were supposed to just be canceled because our story wasn't finished and no one wants to buy an unfinished story. Like... Who's going to want to watch uh, that? okay. Somehow, it's a mystery just like the show itself. We wound up on Netflix. And so I texted my boss and I was like, hey, I thought we weren't on Netflix. And he goes, we're not. And I said, turn on your TV. And he goes, what the heck? And then he calls our producers. He's like, did you know we were on Netflix? They're like, no. It, to this day, I don't know how we got on Netflix, but we did.
0: And I assume that you you got sold off basically they were like we're not going to do anything with the show here take it and stream but, it because they can probably make money that way. Well, but the the point um from earlier was that Netflix didn't want
2: to buy it because it was an unfinished story but I don't know what backdoor deal happened or whatever and maybe I'm blowing the company up by saying uh, but uh so it
1: went to number 1 I doubt it, that. It, it it then became the top
2: streamed show and it stayed there oh, but there's even more like speed bumps along that too cuz we wound up in the top 10 and we're like this is great maybe Netflix will pick us up and we stayed in the top 10 and we had a conversation with Netflix and they were like just no for right now no and mm-hmm. so we're like all right that's it that's it we're done. And then we stayed in the top 10. And we kept staying in the top 10 and and again and again and again and we stayed in the top charts for Nielsen ratings and all of a sudden this show that got canceled mm-hmm. everyone was watching. Everyone it was, the was weirdest weirdest talking about it. feeling because it felt like we had just said goodbye to our baby. And, yeah. and now everyone was watching it. And so it was a confusing feeling, too, because we were still done. We were canceled. But everyone was watching it. And then, um, lo and behold, we... Broke some records and Netflix was like, well, hang on a second. (laughs) Yeah, hey, 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 back up there. (laughs) What's the, um, did you say Nielsen? Nielsen ratings. So yeah, it's ratings that they use to determine demographics and the amount of viewers watching TV. And it was more on, you know, networks. Like, you know, like the 1849 demo, they could like see how many people in that demo were watching. Mm-hmm. So the higher your Nielsen rating meant the more people were watching your show. Mm. Okay. There's a
1: funny side note. Manifest was number one on Netflix. And number three on Netflix was a movie that I had done called Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. Directed by Gary Marshall. So Melissa's project was number one. My project was number three. And in between us was this show called Too Hot to Handle, which Melissa forced me to watch during COVID. COVID, She forced me to watch. I'm sure
2: people know it. People love Too Hot to Handle. It came straight after Tiger King when we were all binged up
0: on that. Oh my God, Tiger King. And then Too Hot to Handle. What a simpler time. Simpler times, eh? Tiger King times.
1: Life was good. Tiger King was all the rage. Drinking at 11 (laughs) a.m. Um, yeah, so we binged on Too Hot to Handle, which is a
2: ridiculous
1: show. It was the worst, but
2: you can't stop. You can't
1: stop it, I know. And so it ended up being between us on Netflix, which was very funny. And I, I sent you a screenshot and added you on Instagram. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. But then, yeah, so now the show's been picked up on Netflix. Congratulations. Thank you very Cheers. much. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers, yeah, that's amazing.
0: Cheers. Cheers to that. Have you filmed the Season? Or are you just no, about so to? No, so we're gonna
2: go do twenty episodes, um, and we start in November. Woo
0: woo And Yay. where do you where do you film? In New York, York. New That's York. That's so cool.
2: I'm so happy! I love New York.
0: Yeah. Yay! It must be so nice to be there and be working as well. Yeah.
2: Fabulous. I mean, I don't think New York is a city that you just go to hang for months. An and extended months. period of time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> First of all,
2: you'd go broke um, <laughs> very quickly. But yeah. yeah, no, it's nice that the city's motivating. Like, I feel like I like working in that city because everyone's oh, got this, like, get up and go yeah. attitude. Whereas I don't feel that in L.A. In L.A., I'm like, I'm just going to hang. I'm just going to lay <laughs> by this tree today. By this tree.
0: it I feel tomorrow. like in New York, you, like, get off the train and it's, like, you can fucking, when you're going from the airport, I don't know if you guys probably don't take the train because you're probably too fancy, but you take the train from the airport and like as you're approaching the city, it's like you can start to feel the energy, mm-hmm. even if it's 3 a.m. Yeah. You know, and you go into the train station and it's like there's dudes playing in a band, there's girls on a night out, there's yeah. kids kicking a soccer ball. And it's like, it's alive all the time. It really is the city that never sleeps. It's just... Like yeah, it's electric. Yeah. Electric. It's pulsing. Yeah,
1: yeah you can feel yeah. it mm-hmm. pulsating at all hours of the um, day. And okay.
0: Night. <sighs> that was what? very okay. sexual, Louise. Anyway, that's oh, yeah, yeah. So like felt like very weird and pornographic. I've been away from my husband. To be honest, my main question for you, other than stuff about your show, is it says here in the notes that your father is a Baptist pastor? Mm-hmm. And your mum is a professional tennis player. Yeah. I guess I just want to know, one, have you seen The Righteous Gemstones? (laughs) And two, how did, you know, what was it like being raised with a Baptist pastor father? And I guess I just never thought about that being a thing in Canada. And I don't know why. I think if Canada is quite like a secular place but maybe it's not and I'm really misguided on that I don't because I think about it as being a bit like England in a lot of its kind of systems and you -hmm. know there's lots of similarities because it's a commonwealth Mm -hmm. country I guess I just think about it as like maybe at maximum like a Christian place but definitely like multi-faith multicultural we're not really one way or another so Baptist for me I'm like wait what in Vancouver like well I guess Baptist, I just didn't even Baptist is you know there's
2: a scale of okay righteous gemstones to what I grew yeah. up in and yes I have seen. okay that yeah so <laughs> isn't it such a good show oh my goodness it just is just ridiculous but you know what's so funny like that happens
0: it's oh my god it does happens. it happen yeah so that's not you weren't Righteous Gemstones level Baptist. No, not daughter. at all. Okay. Not
2: at all. We were not okay. embezzling okay. money from donations from, <laughs>
0: from the people of church. No, I don't mean that. I mean, more like you're like almost like a local. Oh, local hero. Celebrity, no. and local no. hero, and you've your little compound and you're like the Baptist, you know, the pastor's daughter, and all of those things. And it's like, I imagine it to be like that. Is it not? <laughs>
2: Definitely not. And so funny. um, We went to a private school, so like a Christian private school. So if if that's what you're picturing, like because it's a Christian school and I'm the pastor's daughter, everyone's like, ooh, it's the pastor's daughter. No, no. It was like, "Mm, there's the pastor's daughter. (laughs) Run away. Because, I mean, I don't know if you guys know much about like Catholic high schools or Christian high schools, but- no one wants to be godly there. No, well, that's okay. I take that back. No, I know what you mean. Everyone's yeah, a little totally. bit more rebellious towards. Yeah. It. So I was not yeah. the fan favorite. Wow. To say because
0: also, it, it's also I feel like it's probably like when you're the headmaster or the headmistress's daughter or yes. son. It's like no one wants to fuck with you mm-hmm. because they think they are just going to go home and tell your yeah. mom or your dad exactly. about like right. 100%. what everyone's doing. A
2: hundred percent. Um, but no, yeah, our Baptist upbringing, it was very low-key, but lots of singing, and it's been a process for me becoming my own version of what I was taught. Mm. Um, and Lucy right. and I were talking about this last night. When you're taught something as a child, you believe it some in some way, shape, or form for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Even mm. if you fight against it for the rest of your life, it's still there in you. And so... You know, being raised that way, it'll always be with me. And I still believe in God and pray to God. And mm. Do you attend church? I don't, and that's the part. That, there's something about church that makes me angry, and I don't know what it is. Our church went through a lot, and a lot of pressure was put on our family, a lot of stress on my dad, and maybe subconsciously it was just seeing that stress mm. affect our family that made me go. Mm. Why, like, these guys aren't great. Mm -hmm. This is what they're doing to my family. I don't want to go. God, that's like being in rock and roll. (laughs) Hell yeah.
1: It's the same experience we've had in a way.
2: Interesting. Yeah, very
1: much so. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But to this day, every time I try and go back to church, there's just something... (sighs) And I don't know if this is me just judging it. And I was, again, talking to Lucy about this last night. Like, I don't know if it's a me problem now, but it feels uh, fake sometimes. Mm. And I know that that's a mass overgeneralization because there are people who yeah. genuinely believe and pray and worship and are good people. But then there's the ones that aren't. And yes,
0: yes. that smell is
2: uh, repulsive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I don't I know. I think,
0: you know, as a kid, I remember once we used to get to go backstage at, Disney and Universal and all that stuff because my dad would play a gig there or we'd be in town and they would invite us and we would get a guide and we'd get to go to the front of all the lines and given special treatment and lunch in a special place and blah 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 the whole thing and to skip the lines very often you'd go behind the scenes at the theme park and I remember as a very young child being behind the scenes at a theme park and seeing Mickey Mouse with his head off smoking a cigarette, and it was like a Mexican woman. And I think when you've seen Mickey Mouse smoking a cigarette with his head off, <laughs> Disney doesn't really have the same <laughs> magic anymore. And, <laughs>
1: that
2: is so, funny and so powerful.
0: And I and I think about it a lot. And I think I'm thinking about it yeah. now with what you're saying is that, you know, unfortunately. And another brutal thing which I love to say that makes everyone <laughs> recoil is no one wants to see how the cow is slaughtered. Yeah. You know, they just don't. Mm-hmm. And and that's what we three have seen. Us in entertainment and you in in the church, you saw what does go on behind closed doors and behind the scenes. And you're clearly, from what you're saying, your family underwent a lot of stress. And I'm not surprised it doesn't make you feel like you want to go to church. I don't think I would want to go to church. I've got... I. I literally have no desire to ever go to Disneyland again. Mm.
1: (laughs) Wow, that's really Um, powerful what you just said about Disneyland. Well, I do. I'm going next week.
0: What? um, Oh my God, are you going to like, are you going with Will? Oh, I might go alone. Oh.
1: Love a good. I'm just joking. Come on, guys. <laughs> oh, um, fun, so
0: funny. I'm interested. Still- <laughs> what?
2: I mean, a movie alone or is it- Disney? A movie, Disneyland. Alone. No.
0: Okay. Um, Disneyland alone. That's a that's a little psychotic, actually. Yeah. That'd be like that's like sociopath vibes. <laughs> I don't think you should
2: do that, babe. Just Lucy screaming alone on a roller coaster.
1: Sociopath vibes. Oh, man. Wow. So that how the
2: heck? Excuse me, I won't curse because we're talking
1: about religion right now. How the heck did your parents meet with your mother being a tennis player? That's so
2: interesting. Yeah. um, Her parents went to his parents' church and they became friends. And then they wound up dating. And they both lived in England at the time. And then they moved to Chicago. But that's, yeah, that's their origin story at church. At church. Wow.
0: So were your grandparents pastors as well? His dad was a pastor,
2: um, but her side, my grandpa was actually one of the main pilots for Concord. Oh wow! Yeah, so that's pretty cool. He got to fly that's the amazing. Queen. He got to meet a lot of people. I want them
0: actually. to. I want them to bring that back. I'll go on it. They are doing it. I want them to. I mean, they Elon talk about Lesk, it all the time. Sure
2: got, he doesn't need oh. pods that are shooting underwater or something oh my god (laughs) i don't know what that motherfucker is doing i haven't talked to him in a while i don't know what he's up to he's in space we'll talk to him when he's back
0: yeah (laughs) you have you have two sisters and a brother have any of your siblings gone into the church gone into the church i mean yeah
2: um we all still believe in god i think my older sister still goes to church I'm and my younger sister is kind of along the same lines as me um, you know questioning things figuring it out for herself still believes though and then my younger brother um, does still go to church
0: okay yeah and is it sort of like problematic in your family that you're questioning things or trying to find your own path does it cause issues oh yeah for sure did when I was like 16 17 I was also going
2: through an eating disorder at the time, you know, I was a typical teenager. Mm-hmm. Annabelle shares about her eating disorder in the past as it's well. A, yeah. Fascinating, fascinating thing to go yeah. through. Yeah. Um, yeah, not so in weird. like a good way, but it's like coming out of it. No. When you're, it, it's a, like your brain changes the way you see things. It's crazy. It really does.
0: It's, it's cr- actually, when I try and explain like what true body dysmorphia yeah. is to people, they can't believe it. Like, When you look in the mirror or you look at yourself and you see something which is not there. Yeah. Like, I'll look at girls and be like, that's what I look like, isn't it? And my my friend or my sister will be like, are you fucking (laughs) on crack? Like, that is not what you look like at all. I did it the other day. I was like, oh, yeah, that girl's bum's like mine. And my friend was like, what are you talking about? That's nothing like you. Mm -hmm. the way you see yourself and the way you see food and the way you interact with your body in clothes and your body in relation to other people becomes so strange I remember I
2: got down to 92 pounds and I remember oh wow
0: you got skinnier than me
2: I was not a healthy puppy
0: and I remember
2: looking in the mirror and going I need to lose two more I, I I got a little fat. Whoa! Mm. And you know you're not fat, but you also yeah. like it. It just doesn't connect the dots in your brain. You you kind of do see what you look like, but it's not it. It's it's a challenge for you. You're like I need. Yeah. I, I need to control it, and I need to. Mm. And the minute you put on like a little bit of weight, the anxiety around that, the, oh my gosh, I have to get rid of it. Like
0: it, it's crazy. Do you still have echoes of that now?
2: No. And that's funny because I know, so I actually wound up in the hospital because I got so skinny. I think the lowest I got was like 87 or something. Oh Oh my God. God. Yeah. It wasn't 89. Yeah. It was not good. I would go on. And I love running. I'm not like equating this to – because I still love to run. But um, I would run for like two and a half hours every single day and eat, you know, Two cucumbers. and a half
1: hours at once or would you go on several runs? No, at
2: once. At once? At once, yeah. There's actually – I'm not going to segue into a runner's high because that is a real thing. <laughs> but you – it was a drug it in and of itself – going on these runs because once you pass a certain point the runner's high kicks in and you just keep going and going and going Mm. but um anyways yeah so I was in the hospital and I got put in a room with three other girls and I would say two years ago I bumped into one of those girls and she's still struggling Mm. and it's been it's been like I mean yeah years and years and years and she's still struggling with it and it made me so grateful that something in my brain, I don't know why, call it God, one day went, you're done doing this. You're done. Yeah. It's time to yeah. you, you like live your life now. We've been talking mm-hmm. a lot about that on this trip,
1: mm-hmm. about different things. And I've had that experience too. And to me, it felt like a SWAT team swooping in mm-hmm. to save someone. I've had those moments where, you, yeah, your brain just, or God, mm-hmm. whatever, just goes, and we're done with this now, yeah. and we're this is done yeah. right now, right this second. Mm-hmm.
0: I wonder what that is. I wonder if it is, you know, God or spirit or whatever, or if it's um, your, like, backup survival instinct in your body that's like a, a computer setting, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, it's like the, the final- tire.
2: In the car. Oh, it's like it's the like, final the thing last. that's like,
0: okay, yeah. yeah, this is the last one, and yeah. I'm going to trigger this response mm-hmm. now, and if this doesn't work, then... Yeah. Did you have that, Annabelle? How- yeah, how did you get out of it? Um, For me, it was... I was trying to get out of it for a long time, and I couldn't get it off of me, mm-hmm. and then... I As I was coming out of the anorexia, I then became bulimic Mm -hmm. because I started eating Mm -hmm. and then I was like, oh God, you know, I'm eating. So I started throwing up and binge eating and all of that just hideous. Binge eating is just like the worst, like it's worse for me than experiencing the anorexia. And it was actually really sad. I was at my mom's house in London and I had thrown up in the toilet downstairs And my little nephew, so I get so emotional when I talk about this. (laughs) I opened the door and my little nephew was standing there and he said, are you okay, Auntie Annabelle? And I was just like... And it just stopped me. Yeah. And I just was like, this has to stop. Yeah. Wow. And that stopped me. And I never did it again after that.
2: When I say something swooped in, there was one comment specifically that I think progressed that... And it was, do you want to have kids one day? So it's funny that a child stops you. Child, yeah. Because I think it makes you realize that, like, it's not just you that you're affecting.
0: Right. Absolutely not. You're affecting everyone around you. And, like, for adults, you're not
2: as guilty. But for an innocent child, yep. you know.
1: My mom stopped me from doing drugs with one comment like that. That's amazing you both just shared that. I was at a period in my life where I was doing meth, and I joke about it a lot, but it was a really dark time, and I was doing Mm. meth. (laughs) And I had gotten really gone with it. I was high a lot, and one night I called my mom, and I was just ranting just on a drug, just on drugs, ranting. And she was, she stopped. She was very afraid on the phone. I could hear it in her voice. And she said, there's something in your voice right now that I have never heard before. And it's scaring me. And that was it. I stopped. I never did it again. It was that comment for me. I was like, oh, shit. My mom, my mom hears it. (laughs) Okay. Okay.
0: Well, my mom doesn't recognize me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom doesn't recognize like, me. This is done. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Wake yeah. up. Because you are not, it's not about you. You yeah. are affecting other people. Yeah. And we forget that. We forget that far too often.
0: With every, like, with every struggle that we have, um, I think, you know, not to make everything about other people, you have to take care of yourself. Of course. And, you know, it's like... Other people are there to support you and love you and your friends and your family and stuff. But it is really good to be mindful that your actions are, you know, have consequences, essentially.
1: And we were talking last night, Melissa, I said we were talking about how God speaks through us to each other. Mm -hmm. And those instances that we each had, you know, your little nephew, the person who said that to you about having kids, do you remember? She was a therapist at the hospital. um, Yeah. The therapist, my mom, they saved our lives. That was a huge gift Mm -hmm. that they gave to us. They'll never know Mm -hmm. that that was the turning point for us. But how often
2: are we the turning point for someone else and we don't realize Mm -hmm. it? So an interesting thing happened to me on this trip. I was getting a massage and the lady, you know, says, turn over. I'm going to start on your back or turn over. I'm going to start on your front And she starts massaging me, and then she kind of just places her hand in the middle of my chest. Mm. And she doesn't massage, she just holds it there. And I started getting really emotional. Mm. And she just leans in, and, you know, I'm going through something at the moment. And she leans in, and she goes, everything is going to be okay. Oh, God. And then she holds it there for a little longer. And I take a deep breath, and then she starts massaging me again. But it was just like the weirdest, out of mm-hmm. nowhere, this woman who does not know me at all. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I haven't even said anything to her. I'm face down on her table. And she felt something, and or God yeah. was like, hey, I need you to tell this person it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that woman will never know what she gave me that day. yeah. Yeah. Are you, have you
0: done body work before? Like with... A, like Reiki and um, stuff? Yeah, Reiki and massage. There are people that kind of integrate all of it together. Um, is that something that you've done before? Or was that your first experience of kind of, of that? Well, you- no. I've, I mean, I get
2: massages all the time. I love massages. Um, but it was the, it's the first time I've ever had someone do that. Mm. Like... Speak to something that was yeah. going on for me without mm-hmm. any context, any information. Mm. It it just felt like she's been with me through through all of it.
0: Mm. Yeah, like do, like some kind of divine intervention yeah. moment for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, it's really interesting. um I remember the first time I did like a Reiki thing in LA. Obviously, you give the woman your background and bits and Mm -hmm. bobs and whatever. She's just doing cranial... um, Have you ever heard of this cranial sacral um, osteopathy where they kind of just like hold your head in different positions? And it's apparently amazing for people who suffer with anxiety and depression. It really um, calms Mm. your nervous system down and whatever. And she fucking... held my little head in this way and put her hand on my chest and I lost it same shit as you just like lost it Mm -hmm. and those moments are so profound and I will never ever forget that moment I was sobbing this poor woman I mean she it's her job she knew what she was Mm -hmm. she knew exactly what she was doing (laughs) but and we went on to work together for like eight years after that um give me her number but those (laughs) you know she moved during the pandemic to the pacific northwest and um i know i miss her so much i miss her so much so those moments are very real i've experienced that myself Mm -hmm. where you're just like how is this yeah happening (laughs) like how do you know where to put your hand how did you know that i needed to hear this how did you know that this was the this was the moment. It's okay, you're fine.
2: And I've had a few of those moments where, oh, I there's one at the tip of my brain and I can't quite remember it, but it was a random stranger out in public who kind of did the same thing. Just hey. You're going to be okay. Like, out of nowhere. I don't know if they said that specifically, but it was along those lines. But it was just random. And that's where I go, I believe in angels. Like, this might not even be a human being right now. This might be an angel. You
0: believe in angels. Uh, yeah, Yeah, of course. I do.
2: I mean, we've had many conversations, Lucy and I, about this because she's, you know, more in tune with that stuff than I am. But I fully believe that we, as humans don't see shit (laughs) there is so much going on that we don't see and we're not supposed to see most of the time Mm, um
1: sometimes we peek behind and see mickey mouse with the head
0: off yeah smoking a cig
2: (laughs) but for the most part yeah i fully believe that you know there's energies and warfare good and bad that we're not uh, uh, privy to absolutely yeah i totally agree Um, In the same way those people come up to you and say it's going to be okay, there's also the other side of it too, the people that come up to you and know exactly where to cut you because
0: Mm. I
2: feel like, I mean, in believing in God, I also believe in the devil, and I believe the devil uses fear as his main tactic. Mm. And so the minute you're scared you're not enough, the minute you're scared of losing something, the minute you're scared of whatever that person's jabbed you with, you stop operating the way you're supposed to.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he wins. So it's just interesting. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow, Very. that's so fascinating. I guess I've never really talked about angels before, or believing in angels. I think that I believe, I don't know if, like, if Lucy shared with you, I lost my husband in November of last year. And I believe that Ryan was an angel. I think that he truly was an angel on earth. He, the, the amount of good that he did and the effect that he had in such a short amount of time in the way that he changed my life completely mm-hmm. and my family, he met them once and c- he changed our entire family during wow. that time. He would just go in and locate the pain point and do whatever needed to be done to alleviate the pain. Mm-hmm of whatever the situation was, whether it was emotional, whether it was financial, whether it was business. And he did it with everything, he applied it to everything. Wow. And I don't really know how else to make sense of it other than that that is the work of an, of an angel. It's, his whole mantra was leave everyone better than you found them. And somehow that's exactly what he did. And it's the first time in my life I've ever thought about angels or believed in angels was in losing him. Mm. So inexplicably, somebody that was so good and affected so many people to go like he did at the time that he did in his life, it's hard for me to think of exactly another explanation. Mm. He had so much to do. He would wake up at the crack of dawn and he would work until his head hit the pillow He never felt he had enough time to do everything that he needed to do. And it was like he was just on a mission. It was like he was like a missionary. He was here to just do his job, you know. And his job was to make people's lives better. So I don't know about angels other than that experience of Ryan um, my husband. So wow. it's just interesting to talk about it because I've never even thought about it really before that time. Yeah. Um, and you said that Lucy's like more experienced in that stuff, but I know that the. Um, I wouldn't, I don't think that's a valid comment. Well, I think,
2: you know, you're.
1: Well, I mean, I'm more like obsessed with it. Let's say I like. Study well, I mean, it. I'm yeah. sorry.
2: Talk about it all I'm the sorry. time. <laughs> but, you're, but,
1: but you're that just police officer. The police, the police officer, officer. Yeah. Yeah, Amber she Lyst. She was
0: huh? Amber Lyst. I mean, Wait, that's what? an angel. I don't know what if does, I've does told you is? that
1: story, Melissa. I'll spare our fans, our fans, yeah. fans, <laughs> hey fans,
0: our <laughs> listeners, because
1: I, we shared about hey, it. Everyone's like,
2: we hate your show. <laughs> yeah, I hate you. Stop. <laughs> <We're Fans. fans. laughs> Why am I still listening? Um.
1: Yeah, we just shared the story about this. Spirit that came to me named Amber Leist, and she was a police officer. She did
2: tell me this,
1: and she really was an angel for me, and I, I consider her a guardian angel. And I speak to her all the time. I keep her close. I have her picture. I, you know, she was definitely an angel in my life. But she didn't come on this planet. She came after she died. So it can be from many realms where we're visited and protected and surrounded by help at all times. And you can access mm. it any time. They are standing by. They're standing by waiting for you to just say, hey, I need help. Hey, mm. I don't know what to do. Hey, I feel scared. I feel weak. I need support. Mm. Show me a sign. They're right there. They are right there. I promise you. So trust that I, and keep talking to them. I
0: and feel, feel I them. searched for angels for a long time, uh, like before all of this and before Ryan and and everything, and I never could find them. You know, it was like it wasn't the right time or something or I didn't need them. But I felt a searching longing for them. Like I would go and I'm not, a, I was raised Christian and I went to Christian schools, but I've never believed in uh, God until recently. And I would find myself in churches almost just begging for... Mm. I think it's important to to remember that they're not going to
1: show up in the ways that
0: you expect. Yeah, exactly. And I think
1: we need to let go as much as we can of how our brain tries to categorize things and look at things because mm-hmm. it's not necessarily a vision in front of you where you know yeah. the exact answer yeah. or the, an audible voice saying no. this is what you should do no it's never gonna be that but you want it to be that yeah of course <laughs> super easy that way of course can't you just you know, appear in front yeah. of me and
2: fucking tell me what to do no yeah. it's not that it's, it's something like it can come in like for me sometimes uh, sorry recently it's come and I got so angry at it because i you know i I did the same thing cried out to god to help me through and give me something blah blah and it came in the form of every single person in my life saying the exact same thing in the exact same sentence and it wasn't what i wanted to hear but Mm -hmm. they all said it the like the exact same words Mm -hmm. and i got to like the seventh or eighth person that said that and i was like Okay, God, Okay, <laughs> I f- fine. I hear you. Exactly. Mm. And it's not going to be comfortable.
1: It's usually going yeah. to be something that is intensely uncomfortable, yeah. but it is what is necessary for you to reach your highest good and your highest potential. Mm. That's not an easy road. That's why people don't want to to reach out for help. They'd rather just stay the way they are Mm. because to change and get the help that you're asking for is going to require going out of your comfort zone. It's
2: painful for you. You have to
0: unravel
2: every bit of your ego that you think keeps you safe and jump in the water. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Bringing it back. Exactly. Mm -hmm. What Um. a beautiful conversation. I love
1: this. We could continue this. We could do a whole other episode on this. Um, But Melissa and I have to hit the beach right now, so... Oh
0: my God, yeah, do (laughs) it.
1: Let's leave everybody with the beautiful angel talk and and see, you know, write in. Listeners, let's hear your feedback. Do you feel angels around you? Is this something you you think is correct? Do you disagree with what we're saying? What are your thoughts? I would love to know. This is really interesting.
0: Thank you, ladies, for taking time on your vacation to... Shoot the shit with me.
1: Annabelle, um, we,
0: wish you, we really yeah. wish you were well, here.
2: We really wish you were here.
0: You can come back anytime if you enjoyed it. We're here every week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if your
2: fans want me back every week, but well, it we was a good chat.
1: Your fans will love it.
0: <laughs> somebody somewhere will love it. Yeah. somebody, it's gonna be for somebody. Your fans may not like me and Annabelle, but you can.
1: <laughs> Um, anyway, yeah, Annabelle, we wish you were here. You yeah. are on the beautiful beaches of California, so we are waving to you yeah. across the Pacific Ocean.
0: How long you guys are going to be there for, still? Eh, we're not sure. We're playing it by ear. Just keeps, keeps love extending. it. Oh, I love that energy, Lucy. I'm proud of you for taking the scenic route. Oh, Aww. Annabelle, thank you. That makes me emotional. <laughs> You're doing it. You just, it's really good. I'm really proud of you. Yeah. It's been
1: amazingly healing and I'm so grateful for both of you ladies in my life.
0: I'm so, I was sitting
1: here watching you two talk and thinking back to what a different place I was in. Before I met you both, and you two are surprisingly um, new relationships in my life. We all haven't known each other that long. Annabelle, you and I were connected, what, a a year and a half ago? And same with you, Melissa. I met you both right around the same time when I was coming through hell Mm. in my life. Mm. And you both showed up. Now, if that's not angelic intervention, I don't know what is. Because, bitch, I'm a motherfucking angel. <laughs> what? You should know that. You're the dark angel. Really? You're the light Tell angel. We've got blonde. I don't know. And I black feel hair pretty, pretty like here. the dark angel right now. <laughs> but I mean it. I mean it. You two came into my life when I needed it most, and. Uh, um, it, I always say it's never about the length of time that a relationship lasts. It's about the quality mm-hmm. of the connection. I don't judge. Absolutely. I don't judge my life and my relationships based on the time they've been in place. I judge things by the quality of the connection. And you two are top fucking quality. And I admire you both and value you so deeply. And I'm just so grateful to have have these friendships and I and I can't wait for you two to meet in person
0: I know I can't wait either well Lucy the feeling is is mutual completely you know it's like so crazy to me that we only met such a short time ago yet you're you've you know literally one of the most important people in my life and it's you've but you've been by my side through all of this shit I've been through you didn't have to do that you didn't know me (laughs) well enough to do that at all yeah you you did Can we you take know a so it's like applaud you
2: cuz she did the same thing for me she, yeah lucy lucy <laughs> she, oh wow She you, flew you. from england to new york cuz i was having a rough time england it, during covid where it's not easy to go from england to new york she's a she's are, a good friend oh my goodness thank, thank you she's an
1: angel yeah it's um I guess how I show my appreciation for the people I love is trying to show up when I can. And and I know I wouldn't do it if I didn't feel that you two would do the same for me. And you two are those yeah. kinds of people too. That's why we can see each other and recognize that in each other. And and that is a happy life. That is success. The quality of our mm-hmm. relationships, I think, is success. Mm-hmm. People think yep. it's money and that, accolades and all this stuff but if you have empty relationships you
0: are failing Mm -hmm. Mm. so damn that's that is a statement i think that we should end on (laughs) that's food (laughs) for thought man that's like that is like that's it's heavy as fuck but it's absolutely true it Mm. is it's absolutely true but thank you so much lucy and also see the world didn't explode we're me and your friend are talking Macy doesn't like to make I have a thing about groups. introducing
1: friends I like to keep
0: everybody separate but look at you're doing so good I think I we know.
1: compromised with the Zoom yeah we can it's a Zoom yeah so yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah yeah it's a, I'm, I'm easing into it
0: maybe we can meet IRL when you're we um, won't tell Lucy I might go to New York at the end of the year maybe so maybe like, if you're not too busy with work you converse, two are gonna be hanging out without me okay. no I'm saying you should come duh <laughs> yeah you're
1: not allowed I'll probably live there by then so we will we will all Good. reconvene in New York perfect it sounds love that I love you too thank you guys love you too so ladies. Much for letting me talk thank you
2: <laughs>
0: Letting for let yeah, Did you me say everything talk. you needed to say? I don't know. Is there anything else you, you know? needed to add? Mm, no. Okay. Good. <laughs> you guys have been great.
1: Manifest season four, Netflix. Get ready. Get ready. It world comes out
2: in five years. Oh my god.
0: <laughs> no, it'll be out soon. Sooner that time is moving quickly. It'll be out sooner than you know it. Oh. Um. All right, ladies. Well, thank you so much. Love you. Love you bye Earth Angel, Earth
2: Angel Will you be mine my darling dear love you all the
0: time I'm just a fool